everyone. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 44 of Sisters Coffee and Crime. I'm Sandra. And I'm Christina. Today we're talking about the Ant Hill Kids Cult. There were a small group of people that lived in the Canadian wilderness. Their leader was a disturbing man. Inside their commune, torture, abuse, and murder was happening. Join us while we talk about the Ant Hill Kids. The Ant Hill Kids cult was started by a man named Rock Thoreau. I'm going to start by talking about him to give you some insight onto how or why he started the cult. Now, Rock was born on May 16, 1947. His parents were Hyacinth and Pierrette. He was raised in rural Quebec and had six siblings. The Thoreau family ended up living in Thetford Mines, which is a small town in Quebec. Now, their neighbors didn't have anything nice to say about them, mostly just calling them loud and unruly. Rock would say that his father was physically abusive, which isn't very... Uh, like out there, I find that sure, always it's not would, uncommon. Yeah, whenever people do no, something bad, like they always, I feel like they always blame their parents. Well, yeah, they definitely look at the their upbringing, right? And I, I'm not saying like he didn't go through abuse or taking away from it, but you can still be a good person. So where Rock lived at the time, the school there only went up to the seventh grade, so he didn't get any more education after that even though his teachers would say that he was really smart. Mm -hmm. In fact, none of his siblings passed the seventh grade. Oh, he was the only one to pass the seventh grade? No, I mean, like, they wouldn't go past the seventh grade. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So Rock's father, Hyacinth, was a devoted Catholic, Mm -hmm. and he was a member of the Union des Electeurs. There's a lot of French in this episode, so if I say something wrong, I'm going to apologize now. Mm Mm-hmm. And basically this group was called the White Berets and they're a fascist group that formed during the Depression. They say that they stand for, quote, traditional Catholic values, but they're just an open white supremacist group that's known to be anti-Semitic. So they're just trash. Now, as a teenager, Rock would go door to door to give people reading materials about the church. And this kind of made him resentful towards uh, the Catholic Church. But he did find that he was actually really good at convincing people to take it seriously. Now, people did call Rock very charismatic. And they say that women loved him because of his piercing blue eyes. That's another thing that I hate that we do. I feel like yeah, we always so romanticize yeah. like the biggest jerk in the group. But Rock does end up marrying Francine Grenier. On November 11th, 1967. Rock and Francine have two children together in the next three years. Their kids are Rock Sylvain and Francois. Now these two boys are the oldest of what will be Rock's 30 children. Whoa. Yeah. Now right around this time, Rock Sr. will start to develop like stomach ulcers. Mm -hmm. And for the rest of his life, he is going to... Uh, have pain and irritation because of these ulcers and they're actually going to need surgery. This kind of leads him to seek out alternative medicine and kind of obsess about anatomy and how the human body works. Now Rock moves his family back to Thetford Mines 
and he takes up woodworking for a job and they say that he's very interested in municipal politics. They list it as a hobby. I don't know how politics is a hobby, but right, it's one of his. So when he sells his woodworking items, he mostly does so in Quebec City. And this is kind of the perfect excuse to be away from his wife and have a reason, not a reason, but have an excuse to cheat on her. Right. So he meets a woman named Giselle. And in 1976, their home, his home with his wife, gets repossessed by their local credit union. And now Francine files for divorce. So Rock decides to stay with Giselle. But for good measure, he keeps a bed in the back of his truck. For good measure. Okay. <laughs> now, Rock is a member of a group called the Club Aramis. And this is basically a social club that is rooted in Catholicism. Their main focus is charity and planning social events. But he ends up getting kicked out of this group because he's trying to get them to change the rules so that their new members have to wear a logo of Satan on their back. Oh, okay. I don't know why he thought this was a good idea or that anyone that's associated with the church, like mm -hmm. the Catholic church specifically, would be like okay with that. Well, I think he thinks that he would do it. And so he thinks that like-minded people will do it, right? I don't know. Now, Rock would find the Seventh-day Adventist church, and he is going to become a loyal member to this church. Now, they meet in a motel room every Saturday, and this group was led by Pierre Zita. And he really gets into this group so much so that his enthusiasm is, like, obsessive, and it's unsettling to the other members of the church. Mm -hmm. And he becomes so, like enamored with the Old Testament and the strict guidelines of masculine authority, which no surprise, he's a complete narcissist. Right. Now, Rock starts to follow their, the Adventist nutritional structure, which is basically like they don't eat dairy, they don't eat some meat, and they don't drink at all. And the drinking thing is a, like a little bit of a thing because Rock does indulge in drink and he oh. gives it up. Because of the church. Like, he's oh, okay. really in it. I thought you were going to say he continues to, but no. tells other people to stop. Okay. Now he's given the job of selling Adventist literature door-to-door, -door, which he's actually really good at. And around 77, they give him more responsibilities, including their anti-smoking workshop, which they make this seem like this is a big deal for someone to, to do this. Okay. Now, at this point, he starts wearing a hooded ankle-length monk's robe what yeah and he also has like a small group of people that he starts to refer to as his followers now 11 of them and most of them were young women except for jack facette claude olette jacques gruyere and his wife maurice grenier and their six-month-old baby there is one thing that in in reading a lot of this research they count children as followers but like the six-month-old baby, she's not a follower. She's just there. Right, she's just there by, yeah, because her parents. Because she has to be. Right, she has no choice. Now, this group would spend a lot of time at Giselle's apartment, and the church starts to get concerned that these followers are into rock and not into the church. Right. Mm-hmm. 
That makes sense. Now, in 1977, Rock and his followers would go on a retreat to Lake Rizzo, which is near Muskoka, Ontario. Mm-hmm. And this retreat, retreat is held by the Adventist Church. And they, they say that this sort of changed Rock's life. He is going to say that he has a vision from God while he's hiking alone. Of course he does. <laughs> yeah. Now, this vision, God tells him to lead his people and that the land he is standing on is sacred. Jesus. Now, much after his supposed vision, he will say that he saw the Jonestown Massacre. And the Jonestown Massacre happened a year after this. Okay. But, like, he says that he saw the Jonestown Massacre after it already happened. Okay. Oh, that vision that I had a year ago? I saw, I saw it. it then. Okay. You know I mean? But did he tell anybody that he had this vision prior to no, it happening? Only after. <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah. Now on this retreat, he did add two more followers: a nurse from Ontario, Gabrielle Lavelle, and a young woman from France, Yolanda Gerbert. Now Gabrielle did end up leaving the cult later on, and she writes a book about her experience. Now, this supposed vision really kind of, like, lit a fire under him. For whatever reason, he's he's got something and he's going with it. Okay. He moves his followers to St. Marie, Quebec, and there he opens an alternative medicine and holistic healing center. Oh, here we go. Right. Now, this center is called um, the Healthy Living Clinic, and this clinic Everyone wore ankle-length robes, green for the women, beige for the men, and rock, of course, is in dark brown. I don't get it. I think that, like, if you were to, like, check this place out, and then yeah. you see everybody, like, in a in this type of uniform, I would be like... But it's the 70s, so... Yeah, but I would be like, like... You know, a little more like... I don't know, I feel like a little more hippie-ish, like you're coming off. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. But I will say one thing. Like, I know in cults, a lot like cults that I've researched or whatever, at the beginning it feels like it starts with things that are like a good time or there's like a hook to get you going. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like right from the beginning of this cult, Mm -hmm. nothing good happened. No. Mm -mm. No good. Now, this clinic was actually pretty successful. He was making pretty good money. And his followers were growing. Now, Leo Marc Fache joins the group with his wife and child. They sell all of their worldly possessions and they give everything to the church. Now, Leo would become an Adventist minister and is now the board member of a company based out of Quebec. And it's called Better Living. And it's a healing company. Mm. Now, the woman in this little group were all over rock so much so that Giselle kind of felt threatened by them she thinks that she's gonna lose him so she actually proposes to him and they get married in an Adventist church on January 8th 1978 in Montreal now the only woman that isn't kind of all over rock is Maurice Grenier and she hates being at the commune I think she's only there because of her husband Now, the local Adventist church, they're not happy with what's going on. This dynamic that's unfolding really makes them uneasy. Mm -hmm. And they talk to the girl's parents, 
to try to get them to convince their daughters to leave Rock. Right. And at this point, I don't know, Rock has this like crazy hold over them already and no one leaves. And a lot of the girls, they quit college and sometimes like the police would show up to like the clinic for wellness checks on, on the girls. Right. And they would ask Rock to speak for them. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Okay. Which I don't think that that would happen today. I feel like in 2021, if someone came to the door for a wellness check, I said, I can't speak to you. You know, this man is going to speak to you. I feel like the police would be like, there's something. No, I, th- I think you're wrong. I think that it still does happen. You think so? Yeah. I guess I just don't want to think, think that, it happens. Yeah, no, I think it does happen still. But like, I can understand like maybe if, if you're in an abusive relationship and the guy's like, oh, I'm going to speak. But to be like, you must defer to my man. Like, you think that that... Yeah, I do. I, I think that there are cults out there yeah. that we are unaware of. You're sure. That's that true. when people go and do a check, yeah, they, okay. the women don't talk I'll or they might one. not even look at them. They might not even come out. Who even knows? Now, in March of 1978, Geraldine Gagné-Eau Claire was admitted to the Healthy Clinic, Healthy Living Clinic. Now, she's going uh, to treatment for cancer in Quebec City. And at this point, she's doing pretty well. Rock convinces her husband, Walter, to let him visit her while she's at the hospital. And Rock gets into a loud argument with her doctors. And it's all about her treatment plan and how much medicine they're giving her. Because he's a doctor and he knows better? Absolutely. Gotcha. He really is. I hope that you hear my sarcasm because he really is just a piece of trash. Now, Rock convinces Walter to get her out of the hospital and check into the healthy living clinic. And at the clinic, she's not allowed to have anyone visit her. Like, her father wanted to come see her, but he wasn't allowed to. So if you're not part of the... The cult, you can't see her. Right. Now, her new treatment plan included organic foods and grape juice. What? Yeah. Okay. This does not work, and Geraldine passes away. Does it say how long after he... It's not very long. Right. Now, Rock has to basically explain her death. Hmm. And there was a huge article done in 1993 in McLean's magazine. And one of the quotes from it about this was that, quote, he had gone into the room and kissed her, awakening her from death. He says, when God wants people, he takes them, end quote. Now... Remember, the church was... Remember how the church was doing those anti-smoking workshops? Mm-hmm. Well, at one of these workshops, he meets some people, and they have a 19-year-old daughter with MS, and he gets them to check their daughter into the clinic. Oh, no. Now, in a very short time, Gabriel Nadeau would die at this clinic. Because... He's not a doctor. He's right. not even a holistic healer. He doesn't know what he's doing. No, he knows nothing. He's giving people grape juice that have cancer. That's right. ridiculous. Now, this leads the community and the church to be very skeptical of rock, which I can't believe it took this long. Mm-hmm. But finally, in April of 1978, the church cuts their ties with rock. And now the police are like really watching him like, Rock can't sit behind, well, I'm doing this in the name of the church. Like, this is our literature. This is going to work. Nothing. So that kind of makes him uneasy. 
And for some reason at this time, he marries his followers. Like he forces Solange and Claudette to get married and Jacques Fisset to marry Nicole Rell. And he officiates their double ceremony. I don't know why he thought that this was going to right like what's make the it purpose better of that? i have no okay. idea now during the wedding rock makes a speech about the women's roles and them being subservient to man this does not sit well with the parents of the girls and they're starting to fear for their safety like it's like Good. The, the red flags are going well off. i mean thankfully yeah well it's a, it's a, it's a long it's time good. now. Yeah. It's not good. Now, Giselle, who is his current wife, is kind of over this life. And she gives him an ultimatum. It's like, we have to leave the commune. You have to make all these people leave. Or I'm leaving you. I'm going back to live with my father. In response to this, Rock punches her in the face and locks her in a room for two days. Now, things that I read, I don't know if this is because it's the 70s, but the things that I read, it said that she decided to stay with him. No. No. Mm-mm. No, I'm sorry. That's not a decision they're, that they're she... A, yeah. They're in an extremely abusive relationship. And right. she did not feel like she had anywhere to go. Exactly. She's terrified. Right. Yeah. And, like, I mean, some of these people... Now, Rock feels that the commune needs a new location. So he makes his followers, at this point, start to call him Moses. And he actually believes that he is a divine healer like he thinks he has godlike abilities which is not uncommon for cult leaders like they i feel like they have like a godlike yes complex now they end up near uh new castile in quebec and they make a new home at the base of the mountains calling it the eternal mountain now in true cult fashion rock remembers he uh, sorry he renames his followers by biblical names and they call themselves the Holy Mountain Moses family. What? Yeah. Now, on July 6, 1978, Rock says that he has a vision of the end of the world. He says, quote, a storm of hail, earthquakes, and lightning will bring on the end, end quote. Now, he says that that's going to happen February 17th of 1979, but they're the chosen ones and they'll be fine. <laughs> Now, this was not unknown to the media because the French media really picked this up and they wrote all about the doomsday cults. Right. Now, at the beginning, Rock had 29 members. And in June of 78, that was June of 78, but by January of 79, they were a group of 16. And Rock decides to dissolve um, the marriages. Now, in this time, Giselle also gives birth to the first child on the commune. Mm-hmm. And Maurice Grenier gives cho- gives birth to her son, Samuel. Uh, yeah. And on the commune, the followers were building cabins, working like 17 hours a day. And if they complained, they were punished and given less food. That was their punishment, was less food? Yeah, because they really had to ration what they ate. Right, 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 right. So... A lot of them, like, if they complained, they were given less food. And he would watch them work, like, mm-hmm. all going in a, in a row. Of course, he was doing none of the work. Right. And he said that they looked like little ants. And that's how they got the name the Ant Hill Kids. Yeah. And at this point, Rock has left behind the Adventist diet. 
So he is back on being able to eat um, milk, cheese, and meat again. Mm -hmm. And of course, he starts drinking again. Of course. Now, Rock did give what he called sermons, and they were usually while he was drunk. And he would beat people with a wooden club if they fell asleep during these sermons. Remember, they're working all these hours in a day. Yeah. And you sit down to listen to this guy talk. Right. Well, that's part of the control, right? Is right. to deprive them from food and sleep. Yeah. Some other punishments included beating people who ate too much. Specifically, uh, Maurice, she ate more than her share of pancakes. And he broke two of her ribs. This happened oh. while she was pregnant. So she had a couple more pancakes, pancakes than she was she... supposed to. I guess she was hungry because she was pregnant. Even if she wasn't, but she was. And he beat her. He also forced members to break their own knees with sledgehammers. What? Yeah. And now this is extra disturbing, what I'm about to tell you. He would literally nail children to trees and get other members to throw rocks at them. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh, I don't even know what to say. I, I don't know how you see that. Even if you're in the cult, how you see that and you think, oh, that's okay. Yeah. Like how the kids who are there, they're your kids. Right. So even if it wasn't your kid, like if you didn't have kids and you're seeing that to stand by and go, there's, yeah, no, that's fine. There's only like 20 of them. So you know that whatever the kids are, you know, there's only a few adults that you're probably good friends with. You're going to throw a rock at your friend's kid so disgusting and disturbing now of course february 17th 1979 1979 comes and goes and the world didn't end right and he says that this is because right we start with the excuses yeah of course he's working on a different calendar right so 1979 actually means nothing Right. And of course, this doesn't make anybody lose faith in rock. I mean, they threw rocks at kids. I doubt that him getting a date wrong is going to make them well, lose no. any faith in him. Yeah, they're in this. Yeah. yeah. Now, he does pay a visit to his premier, and he begs them to not get evicted because the Quebec Lands and Forest Department is trying to get them evicted off of this mountain. Now, between the, the failed prediction and the premier, it's in the news again. Okay. The premier doesn't actually meet with him, but one of his like assistants does. Mm-hmm. And basically he says, don't worry, you're not going to get evicted. And in fact, I'm going to give you seeds to grow food. Because he got donations from the community. Right. He's like, here you go. Here. I'm guessing, this is just a guess, but at the time they didn't know the extent of what was going on. I, I hope so. I mean, because... for a government official to... Right? Yeah. Although you would think that, I don't know, maybe do some research before you're just giving things away, but okay. Now, they did struggle to feed all 16 uh, members, so getting these donations from this guy, these seeds and donations from the community, is basically how they lived. Mm-hmm. Now, on Wednesday, April, April 18th, 1979, police do enter the commune because they have a warrant for 21-year-old Chantel. Now... This warrant is from her parents um, did the paperwork to get her half to undergo a psychiatric examination. Oh, okay. So she was declared incompetent? Well, they're trying Basically. to get her declared incompetent. Okay. Now, Rockets um, arrested as well on this time because the police had been there before and he refused to let them in. 
Rock and Chantel both passed their evaluation. And Chantel's parents were basically told, leave her alone and let her live her life. Remember, it's 1979, right? Right. So... I mean, I feel like that would happen now, too. I, to I a think, certain extent, like... I don't I know. Mean, I think we know more about cults. Yeah, but think about, like... I remember watching The Vow and everything that happened in Nexium. Like, there were parents trying to... Like, that... I yeah, but as soon as these people were seen by a psychologist that's true and the media really right the psychologist was like yeah you were part of a cult so now rock is given a one-year suspended sentence uh for obstructing Mm -hmm. the police and the two both returned to the commune in a couple of days right like nothing happened. like nothing happened now the group receives national coverage and becomes kind of a tourist attraction Oh, Canada. Oh, that's gross. They yeah. get 75 to 100 visitors a day. People, some people would stay there for several nights. Would they pay? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Now, through these people coming to see them, a man named Guy Veer joins the cult. And in, ni- in, in that article in 1993 in McLean's, it says that Guy Veer had actually gone to the commune after escaping a nearby city hospital. They're basically saying that he ha- he's not mentally stable. Right. Now, the cult stays out of the news for a little while. And in 1981, the police get an anonymous tip that the remains of two-year-old Samuel are on the commune. No. Rock, Jacques, and Maurice, his parents, are all going to face charges. It comes out later that Guy Veer was the anonymous source. He's the fourth person charged in this crime. And Gabrielle Lavelle, she's the cult's nurse, so she was also named in these papers. Uh, She's the one who leaves the cult and writes the book. Now, Guy left the cult after these events in 1981, and I'm Mm going to put in a little warning. It's going to get graphic and disturbing. Okay, so it's March of 1981, and Rock and the cult are celebrating because his two children from the previous marriage, he's getting custody of them. They're being returned to him. Now, Guy is babysitting two-year-old... This is the story coming from Rockside. Now, Guy is babysitting two-year-old Samuel, and every time he tries to sleep, he's awoken by the crying child. So Guy beats the child and bruises him very badly. Oh, my God. Over the next few days, it was said that Samuel's genitals began to swell, and he couldn't go to the bathroom. Rock decides to perform a quote, healing circumcision, and it's basically a series of injections and incisions. Samuel dies of his injuries, and he is cremated and buried 300 meters from the group's cabin. What is wrong with these people? Now, Rock has a trial of his own for Samuel's death, like on the commune. Oh, like Like with... he's the judge and the jury. Like oh, of course he is. It's his. Right, right, right. And he charges Guy... Mm-hmm. And he says that the punishment is that he has to purify Guy through castration. And Rock is the one to perform the act. And this is what makes Guy leave the cult and he tips off the police. Now, it comes out afterwards that basically they, some accounts say, like some people believe that they were just using Guy as a scapegoat. Okay. Okay. It, because 
Rock was actually just performing a circumcision using blades and alcohol for disinfectant, and that's what resulted in the child's death. It had nothing to do with Guy beating the kid. Like, Guy didn't well, beat the kid. Oh, he did? Okay, hold on. He did not beat the kid. But they were claiming that he did. So that they... Rock was claiming... Basically, there's people from the, the commune are saying that... Rock put it on Guy to have somebody to say, no, he did it. Right. So that he could... So that he gets off scot-free. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. I don't know which account is true. I feel like there's somewhere in the middle there. Only the people who were there know. Right. Now, in 1982, the cult was also given an eviction notice. And the eviction notice from the 70s. In 1982, it's finally approved. And this eviction, it was from 79. Now... It's never actually, like, it's executed, and yes, it was approved, but they're never actually forced to leave. So it's... Oh, okay, gotcha. Now, Rock and Jack do a hunger strike while they're in jail. I don't even get, like, anyone cares. Yeah. You guys killed a two-year-old, and you think that someone yeah. cares. Like, go for it. Starve yourself. They were the only two out of the seven that were being held in jail until the trial. Now, Rock is in jail and more charges get laid because in November of 81, there's an incident with some loggers. Uh, they were trying to like clear out places near the mountain and they get into a fight. Rock and Jack beat up three of the loggers. And basically when police go to talk to them about the incident, it was really bizarre. Apparently, Rock tries to take the officer's gun and he tells Jacques to point a rifle at the police officer and after about five minutes he asks the police officer if he's nervous mm -hmm. and he tells Jacques to put away the gun and in court Rock tries to explain this by saying it was just a joke Jeez. Oh, now Rock is very dramatic and in court he actually faints while he's on trial for assault he was given two 30-day sentences for obstructing police to 18-day sentences for assaulting them. And, of course, these are served concurrently because we're in Canada. Of course. Yep. Okay, so the trial for Samuel, for his death, basically results in a plea deal. Six of the cult members are charged, and there's a plea. They have to change their plea to guilty mm -hmm. to get reduced sentences. The nurse, Gabrielle, was given two concurrent nine-month sentences for criminal negligence causing bodily harm. Okay. And the castration of Guy Veer. She was charged with that as well. Veer was acquitted by reason of insanity. Just... Jacques was given a six-month prison term. Maurice was given a suspended sentence. Claude was given six-month sentence for burning Samuel's body. Solange also receives a suspended sentence. Now, there's a condition that they can't live or meet together for three years unless for employment or religious reasons. Right. Which, Which makes guess it not void Because yeah. they were working together for religious reasons. Okay. Right. So, Rock got the most for this crime, but it's still laughable. He gets two one-year sentences, one for criminal negligence of Samuel mm -hmm. and one for castration of Guy. After this, the commune is forced to move and they relocated to uh, separate apartments, to four of them. All the children at the commune were put into protective services and ended up in foster care. Well, 
There's one good thing I'm, I'm guessing. I mean, thankfully, I'm hoping that they ended up someplace that good. was safe. But Well, Rock only spends 18 months in prison. And this is because basically if you complete two-thirds of your sentence, you can start to go for day parole. And by June of 1983, he's allowed to leave four days a week. Now, Rock's condition for parole is that he can't go to anywhere that sells alcohol. And he violates this in 1983. He goes to some bar and he's actually spotted by police. So mm-hmm. he goes back to prison. But anyways, when he gets completely released in February of 1984, he goes and gets back his 22 followers. And it's not actually 22 followers because three men, nine women, and 10 children, which really makes it 12. Right, because the 10 kids, the kids don't, don't count. count. Yeah. Now, he gets them to leave and go to Burnt River, and this is about 150 kilometers north of Toronto. Now, this new commune applies for welfare, but it gets rejected because they are seen as an institution and not a family. Mm -hmm. So they go into town to, like, shoplift food. They modified their jackets so they have really deep pockets. Mm -hmm. And soon enough, like, the local businesses start to catch on that these people are just coming in to shoplift. And they get banned from going into any stores in the town of Lindsay. Okay. Now, this is when the Ant Hill kids, like, they brand themselves the Ant Hill kids. And they start selling baked goods, fruit, and crafts. Now, Rock's punishments start up again. And this time, Jacques gets punished. And it's included, like, he was... They were trying to circumcise him, but he also beat him, defecated on him, and tortured him. Jeez. Apparently, Jack had just finally had enough, and he punched Rock in the face. So Jack is held again to trial by Rock. He's the judge and jury once again. Once again. And Jack's punishment is to finish the circumcision, but it's basically just a member who cut off the head of his penis. In October of 1984, CAS pays a visit to the commune, and one of the social workers, Georgia Brown, makes a note that the woman would not even speak to them unless Rock gave them like a little hand signal. And she's going to be one of the main reasons why all 14 children eventually get removed from the commune. She like presses it. She knows something's going on here, and it's not good. On January 26, 1985, Gabrielle Lavelle would put her five-month-old son in a wheelbarrow outside. Mm-hmm. I don't Rock get it. does not like this kid because he said that one of his eyelids drooped, and that's the, quote, mark of the devil. Now, he spends a considerable amount of time outside, and remember, it's January, so it's negative 10, and the five-month-old would freeze to death. Now, an ambulance is later called, and he's pronounced um, dead. Al Lackey visited the commune, and he said that the baby died of SIDS. Comes out later that he was the commune's family doctor, and because it was stated as SIDS on the official paperwork, it wasn't investigated. Now, that article that came out in 93, they questioned him about... The baby. Right. And he just refused to answer anything about it. Now, Georgia Brown, the social worker, she interviews the nurses that saw the baby, and they all said that 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 baby's eyes were frozen shut. This wasn't since he froze to death. Oh, no. 
In, in 93, Ontario's chief coroner, Dr. James Young, looked into the case and says that the baby did not die of SIDS and that the circumstances of his death were suspicious. Mm-hmm. Now, CAS starts to monitor the cult very, very closely. In June of 1985, aircrafts will hear a distress call on a two-way radio and it's a man screaming, Mayday! Police go on to investigate and they find a drunk rock naked straddling a tree. He made his other members hide in a root cellar because Judgment Day was coming. This guy is all over the place. He's so crazy. He really is. Now, Maurice was denied for a year to sleep in the same bed as her husband. And she is just over it. She was the only one that wasn't one of Rock's wives, and she had enough, and she asked to leave the commune. And Rock says, okay, you can leave as long as you leave one of your kids here. And of course, it was a preteen girl, because she was, quote, destined to become one of Rock's wives. Maurice waits eight months to start legal action to try to get her daughter back. Her testimony would lead Georgia and the police Georgia being the social worker, to be able to go into the commune and legally get the 14 children. These poor children had been through so much. Yeah, no Several of them didn't know how to use utensils. They just ate with their hands. They had rotten blackened teeth. Oh. And they said that some of their chores included having to clean sanitary napkins of the women at the commune. What? Yeah. Okay. Because if you use cloth napkins, I guess... I don't know. They also described sexual acts that involved rock. Now, there were court proceedings and an independent assessment was ordered. It was done by two doctors, Dr. Rial and Dr. Martin. Now, they made a 300-page report and recommended that the children be returned to the commune immediately. These doctors praised rock. They said that he had a, quote, pioneering spirit and, quote, experimental attitude regarding sexual education. This was after they heard of accounts of, quote, family sex. Oh, Jesus. I hate these doctors. I hate these I hate people. everybody in, in this. Okay, so the judge cross-examines their report and he says, quote, the two found no standard techniques for covering sexual abuse failed to interview the foster parents and made no attempts to ascertain how the natural parents related to the children, end quote. The judge says that the report is, quote, one of the most deplorable reports the court has ever seen. Thank goodness. Now, in that McLean's interview, the doctor doubles down on what she said. She says, I think Rock was drinking from time to time, but I don't think he was abusive to the point that the children should be taken away. Now, this doctor goes on to become the chief psychologist for Sudbury's French language public school board. She was quoted as saying, you have to understand he was under a lot of stress and even calls CAS and government workers barbaric for trying to take away the children. I don't know where this woman ended up, but I hope she doesn't have a job anymore. She is a disgusting Yeah, human. no kidding. Now, the court did remove the kids but there wasn't enough evidence to actually convict Rock because Maurice decided that she was not gonna testify against him. 
Nine more children are born between 85 and 87 at Antel Commune. And as soon as they find out, because CAS is still watching them. Of course. As soon as they find out that the, that kids are born, they are taken into foster care. Good. So Rock needs a way to hide the children. Oh. And this leads him to Mormon fundamentalist um, from the LDS branch, President Dr. Jess Grossbeck. And Alex Joseph, a polygamist out of Utah. And he uses these connections to basically hide the kids. He gets named the King of the Israelites by Alex Joseph in a ceremony. And from that point on, he's always seen wearing like this red robe and a crown. There's pictures of it. I'll post it. It's gross. Now, he amps up his violence and punishments at this point. I really believe that this man thinks he's God. I really do. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. He made them play like gladiator games and they were all based on sex and violence. His punishments include breaking members' fingers, toes, removing teeth, and pubic hair. He removed people's testicles. He made them sit on stoves. He had members break other members' knees with a sledgehammer. There is so much more you can read up on it. This is the tip of the iceberg, but it's disgusting and really, it'll never leave your brain. Now, remember when I said he was this, like, self-proclaimed healer? Well, he starts to perform more surgeries. Gabrielle Lavelle, she underwent a hysterectomy there. And he also removed members' blood clots. He removes 11 of Claude's teeth. And he removes an infected testicle. He's disgusting. Claude, Gabrielle, and Giselle, they would, like, try to go hide in the woods to get away from him. And... Gabriel did leave for a short time and went to a woman's shelter, but he talked her into coming back. Now, Giselle would go to her dad's, but Rock always talked her into coming back. Mm -hmm. In 1988, Solange became very sick, and Rock said that something was wrong with her liver, so he performed a surgery on the commune's bakery table. What? Yep. He attempts an enema with molasses, oil, and water. And he punches her in the stomach several times. It's said that he put a tube down her throat and gets everyone else to blow and suck on the tube. They remove a four-inch piece of tissue from under her ribs. He puts her in a warm bath filled with cherry. To nobody's surprise, she passes away. And her cause of death, they said that the digestive fluids went into her abdominal cavity And after this, Rock actually tries to commit suicide, but he claims that God wanted him to live. At this point, he goes back and he visits Dr. Uh, Jess Grossbeck and tells him that he's having these strange dreams about Solange and that she's like, the dreams are like she's in his body Mm -hmm. and takes shape from his semen. Now, the two become convinced that Rock is actually pregnant with Solange. And that oh. Rock was going to have the first ever reverse birth. But first, he has to dig up Solange. Right. And marry his dead wife. What? He ends up digging her up, and he thinks that his semen is going to bring her back to life. Okay. Of course it doesn't. And Giselle eventually con- um, convinces him to cremate her body. Right. And some of the members keep, like, body parts of hers in memory. Like, Rock put a piece of her rib on a necklace that he always wore. Now, he keeps up this reverse birth thing, and he keeps, like, a mason jar of some of her bones, and he adds his semen and olive oil to it often. 
On July 26, 1989, Rock is drunk and what people describe as enraged. Now, most members run away into the woods, but Gabrielle didn't. Rock said that she had a stiff pinky finger, so he makes her put her hand down on a kitchen table and he pins her hand with a knife and she can't move. Now, he leaves her like that for 45 minutes and she's losing a lot of blood and Rock is basically just standing there taunting her. He uses the knife to start cutting off her arm between her elbow and her shoulder, but he can't like get to the bone because he's drunk. So he makes Chantel do it, and eventually they do amputate her arm. Oh my god. Now, she goes to a woman's shelter, and Jack goes there and brings her back. Brings her back. Once they're, once they're back, Rock uses a pair of scissors to carve away some of the flesh from her arm. And it was also said that he took a piece of her breast. Now he uses an axe to split open the back of her head. And Gabriel runs, runs into the woods and passes out for about two days. Now when she awakens, she goes to the commune where Rock is talking about healing her. And he uses some kind of torch to try to cauterize the wound on her arm. No, she doesn't manage to escape and she does make it to a hospital. On August 16th, 1989, they file charges against Rock. It takes three days to get approved. And of course, this leaves them enough time to empty out the commune. Now, Rock does leave behind a diary and in it, it says very weird things. Yes, he believes he's godlike. He believes he can speak to to animals and he's believed that since he was young now on October 6th the police arrest Jacques and it was said that Rock was there but like he was far away and he saw him getting arrested and he ran okay okay after six week, weeks Rock is discovered with Nicole Chantel and two baby boys Rock Jacques Nicole and Chantel were all arrested and charged for Gabrielle's amputation mm-hmm Now, Rock gets 10 years for her amputation, one year for using pliers to try to remove eight of her teeth, and one year for breaking a cast on her injured finger. Jacques gets five years for his role. Chantal gets two. Nicole gets 18 months. Now, during the trial, they didn't talk about Solange or her death. And basically, it's speculated because Gabrielle is a really complicated person because remember, she was there through it all. Right. So she's trying to say how scared she was of Rock, but then she can't say, you know, this terrible thing happened to Solange. Look what they did. Oh, but I was there and I helped. So to not implicate herself, they left it out. Oh, okay. I see. Now, they didn't talk about Solange until October 20th of 1989 when a tip comes in about her remains being at Ant Hill. Now, the tip is said that there is one adult and a number of infants. Ugh. Now, it's thought that Giselle is the tipster. Solange's body is discovered, but no infants are discovered. I'm not sure if they didn't take it seriously, if they didn't look for it. It's kind of unclear. Okay. But Rock is charged with Solange's murder. On January 18th, 1993, he gets a life sentence with parole being available after 10 years, which I think is disgusting. 10 years? Yep. He was allowed conjugal visits with Nicole, Francine, and Chantel, and they all remain loyal to him. They were allowed to visit him, okay. and they were allowed to have conjugal visits, and that resulted in more children. Of course it did. Now, Gabrielle did go on to write the book about what she went through, 
but little was said about her son that died. I don't know. I don't think I like her. No. I, I don't feel, I don't know if I feel sorry for her. I mean, she must've went through so much. I, I just don't know. I'm very conflicted over Gabrielle. Now there is a movie, it's called Savage Messiah and it goes through the whole ordeal. It's a French film and it was made in 2002. And on February 26, 2011, Matthew McDonald, a 60 year old convicted murderer, stabs Rock in the neck with a shiv. He drops the weapon at the guard station and says, quote, that piece of shit is down on the, on the range. Here's the knife. I've sliced him up. End quote. So the story was really crazy and there's so much more information. You can look it up online, but I really do think that a lot more people needed to be held accountable for mm -hmm. what they did there. They really, the abuse to the children at least. Yeah, no, for sure. I agree. That's it. That is the case of the Antel Kids cult. So remember to follow us at sisters.coffee.and.crime. This is Christina and Sandra. Talk soon.